Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, and we've got another great show on the way for you today. We're going to be talking about gun safety on today's show and how that relates to financial planning. Uh, we're really digging deep for this analogy, Kevin, but I actually think there's a lot of awesome lessons embedded in today's conversation. Well, you know that's right up my alley, right? And it's up your alley because you yeah, just got back from a from a I trip. Just, of, I just got back from a pheasant hunt. You're right. Pheasant hunt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And yes. I think the hall was decent. I saw a picture. It was. It was. Uh, it was a great time. It was uh, by all, just not me or Dan. By by, by all. So. But by the crew. Nice. Yeah. By the crew. Yep. What? Uh, d- do you like eating pheasant? I do. I have a freezer full right now. Nice. So nice. you know, they we breasted them out. We have them vacuum packed. I brought them home on the plane. We're gonna wrap them in some bacon and try some things. It's Ooh, gonna be good. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. We wrap anything in bacon. It's going to be pretty good. It better be, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, we're glad you're with us today. Uh, Kevin Ray is here as your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can find us online by going to insightfolios.com. Our mission on today's show is going to be able to help make you a little bit smarter about financial elements of your life and retirement and the preparation for those things. And I think we're going to have some good lessons to take away on the show today. Kevin, of course, we had an election this week in the country and uh, full disclosure to our listeners. You know, we, we obviously try to be as current as possible as we can here on the show. Kevin does have to be out of town. Actually, as you're listening to this, has to be out of town today. So we did pre-record this weekend's show a little bit earlier in the week. And so as of right now, Kevin, at the time of our taping, we don't know uh, who the, the next president of the United States is. But, you know, election night was uh, a lot of back and forth. I felt like I was watching a March Madness game with the, the back and forth between all the states. Well, it was. It was a little, little uh, thrilling there for a while and still is because Michigan's right in the middle of it right now as we're talking. And, uh, yeah, it was back and forth. You know, Trump is looking good. Biden's looking good. Trump's looking good. It's like I was watching some kind of race car movie or something. That's right. And yeah. it's just a fast pace there for a while. So we're going to see. We're going to find out. Yep. I haven't seen it that back and forth um, through the course of the night, certainly in quite some time. So we'll see. We apologize for not being able to, uh, you know, obviously like be live with the current information. But, you know, it's a constantly changing world out there. And I think there's a financial lesson wrapped in that as well, Kevin, because we saw the betting odds and we saw the markets kind of like in 2016, not as dramatically, though, swinging back and forth. I think on election night, it was interesting. uh, You know, Biden heavily favored going into the night. Then all of a sudden, when Trump won Florida, all the betting markets market started, you know, swinging the other direction, thinking Trump was going to ride that wave of momentum. And then it kind of swung back in the direction of Biden. And it's just like kind of like the stock market does sometimes a lot of ups and downs and and people trying to predict which direction it's going to go. And if you guessed wrong, you're in big trouble. Well, that's it. You know, any piece of information can tilt anything, right? And that's what we talk about week in, week out here. It's the unknown, unforeseeable factors that really impact the market. And we're kind of seeing the odds swing back and forth on the election, too, in the same manner. So, yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah, certainly is. Well, let's dive into some lessons to be learned 
from talking about gun safety. Inspired by your recent pheasant hunting trip, I thought this might be good to bring up on today's show. And as with many things in life, with a bit of critical thinking, we can take some gun safety principles, I think, and apply those to the financial world. So I'm I not a big gun person, like just, you know, straight up, I've never held a gun other than a fake one, uh, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> so this is good because you're you're a big gun guy. I'm just, my I think I've said this on the show before, my middle name is Accident Waiting to Happen. And so I've just always thought of it a good idea to stay away from sharp objects and weapons just on a personal level, not a, a Second Amendment comment or anything like that. But so I think this will be good because I kind of am not a gun guy. You certainly are very well uh well versed in the matter but even i would know that it's probably never a good idea to point a gun at anybody even as a joke not a good direction to go in what's the financial lesson in comparison to that well the very first thing you know you're taught uh, when you when you're getting into hunting or gun safety is this always think the gun is always loaded never think it's unloaded Mm -hmm. because that's the unloaded gun is the most dangerous of all so when you're pointing at that you know it's not a good thing. If you think the gun isn't loaded, but it really is, that's the problem, right? So don't take the risk. So how can we correlate that to what we're talking about? I think we can correlate it this to investing. And let me give you an example, Walter, okay? You come into my office. We sit down and we build you the simplicity income plan. The plan is going to give us your retirement number. And that's the number you need to average on your investments going forward so you don't run out of money. And after we build the plan, and we do this right in front of you, by the way, we don't do it behind the scenes. We like to build our plans with our clients and that, that come into the office. So they're, they're in from day one and they understand it. But you find out you need an average return of 6% a year on your investments to get you through retirement. If you need an average of 6%, Walter, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you need to take a lot of risk, do you think? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Not an exorbitant amount. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. So then the conversation is going to turn, how do you invest? So think of your investments like a gun. You know you're going to get to that, didn't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So each gun is different. So here's where maybe you can pick up on something. Okay, and they're, yeah. they're, they're used for different situations. So when I just came back from South Dakota pheasant hunting, you know, I took a shotgun. And, you know, I have rifles. So shotgun and rifles are very different. And they're used for different situations. You know, the pistol is also different. That could be used for your personal protection. You're probably going to use a shotgun like I did when you go bird hunting, and the average shot is going to be 30 yards, a short range when when it comes down to shooting. And then there are different kinds of rifles out there. So 30-30 is pretty popular here in Michigan. It shoots about 100 yards. Let's call that mid-range. And then a 30-06 is pretty accurate, up to two or 300 yards, so let's call that long range. So how does this correlate to financial planning? Well, you may need a shotgun approach in some of your investments. That would be your short-term money. So we can we can correlate, you know, a shotgun to short-term money. This is money that you are going to put in your emergency fund. Money you may need the next year or so. Investments that fit in that shotgun category would be a savings account, a CD, a government bond, anything that is pretty liquid in a short-term rate that goes along with that. Then the 30-30, let's talk about the 30-30. As I said, that's good to about 100 yards. That's kind of a mid-range gun. So this is going to be a mid-range approach. Investments uh, in the mid-range may look like maybe a five-year annuity or a shorter-term bond that would fit that approach. And then there's the 30-06 approach we talked about. It's a longer-range gun, so we're going to talk about longer-term investments like stocks. It could be small stock companies, mid-cap companies, large-cap companies, international emerging and here's the big question 
If you need a 6% return, Walter, could you incorporate all of the above I just mentioned? Yeah, I think so. You could. Yeah. And then and what is that called when we do that? When we mix all different types of uh, correlations and investments together? It's called the one of everything plan. That's right. It's <laughs> diversification, right? <laughs> You've got the bazooka strapped to your back, the pistol on your hip, and the rifle in your arms, right? Yeah, so, so each one's going to accomplish a different tax, huh? That's right. A task, excuse me. But that's diversification. So not one approach always works, and it typically doesn't. So you're going to want to take, you know, if you can relate it back to hunting or guns, you know, each gun has its purpose, and each investment's going to have its purpose, and just make sure that you stay in that lane. So you're saying I shouldn't use the bazooka to try and uh, kill the snake in the backyard. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I would go that far because I don't like snakes. So. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if you want to do that. Go yeah, for it. Yeah, go make it. It'll be a pretty bang. Just stand back a, a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Too funny. Um, in, in a serious subject, though, um, it's it's important to remember these things. I think your analogies there are great, Kevin. So that's good. All right. Uh, another lesson to be learned when we talk about gun safety and then relating it to the financial planning world you often, I hear gun owners do this, Kevin, uh, enlighten me a little bit more, though, as to why, store ammunition separately from your guns. Well, I, I do that also. I have a, a safe for my ammunitions, and I keep it totally separate from uh, my guns. Why? Just in case something, you know, could go horribly wrong. You get to, you, you want to keep that away from children, maybe some intruders, those types of things. And in financial planning, the same thing can be said. If you're going into retirement, you probably don't want your long-term investments, say the 30 at six investments we talk about, generating income. Those are long-term. Those are set aside for growth. You need income every single month. So those investments that will generate the income should be designed to provide the income. So you want to separate those uh, investments from growth from income like you would the ammunition and guns. Growth and income should be two different goals and treated as such. I think a lot of people go wrong there. You will probably need uh, regular income. Think about that. If you retire at 60, 55, 60 years old, you're probably going to need regular income for the next 30 years. That's a long time. Your focus needs to change from growth, which is what got you to retirement, to income is what's going to get you through retirement. You need to keep that in the back of your mind because I believe, Walter, this is where people really tend to have a hard time with. You've been growing your assets. You started maybe working at 20 years old and you retired at 60. So that's 40 years. It's very, you build up that habit for 40 years. It's very difficult to change the way you've been investing and when you're going into retirement. And if you have income shortfall, you need to know how your investments are going to provide that month monthly income every month for maybe the next 30 years. And by doing that, how do you do it? Well, you keep certain investments separated, just like you do from your ammos and your guns, and they're earmarked for a particular uh, goal in mind. And make sure you keep that in the back of your mind, too, because I think a lot of people make that mistake and stay in the growth path. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a great point. Uh, another gun safety item, by the way, you're listening to Simply Financial, having uh, an interesting conversation on today's show about gun safety and financial planning, relating some of the lessons between the two worlds. And I'm um, certainly learning some things along the way here. If you've got any questions for Kevin, want to talk to him a little bit about your own financial plan, what's going on in your financial and retirement planning life, um, or since he had such a great pheasant hunting trip recently, if you need pheasant hunting tips, you can call Kevin to talk hunting and fishing, too. <laughs> doesn't have to be all about retirement. Yeah, uh, you come in the office. I love to talk hunting right. and fishing, so yeah, that's yeah. fun, yeah. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call, 888-885-PLAN, or online, insightfolios.com. 
I think it's interesting also, and, and this is a really good point to talk about, what you see on TV is different than real life. And so, like, I think of the, uh, do you remember the movie uh, Wedding Crashers from, you know, a couple couple years ago? I don't know if is you that ever, Vince Vaughn? The, the Vince Vaughn and Owen yeah. Wilson one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they go pheasant hunting, I think. And, um, you know, as sort of a joke, one of the other guys, like, shoots the other guys in, in the rear end, you know, to, like, try and scare them and just mess with them. And it's just, like, a very funny part of the movie where this guy gets shot in the rear end with a, you know, birdshot shotgun. And, you know, it's just made to kind of be this lighthearted, funny, like, you know, he now has has birdshot in his, you know, rear end. <laughs> so it's, you know, it seems like, oh, okay, well, that won't hurt you that bad. Yeah. Well, things are different in real life, right? I mean, you see these things in the movies and TV that not exactly how things would play out in real life. Well, that's that's true. I don't know about you, Walter, but when I grew up, you know, watching movies was a whole lot different than it is today. When I watched a John Wayne movie, it was totally different than today's movies. I don't know. I read this or I, I seen this, Walter, that in a John Wayne movie when, you know, he was shooting at somebody, they really never showed the person getting shot. Did you know that? Yeah, it was always sort of like that you would see the shot happen and yeah. then it would be the person like laying down or falling down or something like that. But you wouldn't actually see them the other end of the equation in, in the moment. Right. Yeah. In today's movies, is it the same? No. <laughs> no, it's pretty gory, isn't it? They show as much gore, the guy flying backwards or up in the air. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, think about this for a, for a minute. I think, you know, the same thing can be said about the news. It can desensitize you over time. When we hear a whole bunch of people, uh, and it wasn't that long ago, got shot in Chicago, I'm betting that that doesn't have a big impact on you today as it would say 20 years ago. So if you'd heard that 20 years ago, I bet you your reaction would be different than it was today. What do you think? Yeah, like the the stories where we hear like, you know, there were 75 shootings in Chicago this yeah. weekend or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, over time, we just get desensitized to it. We hear it yeah. so often that it, it, it becomes a weird thing to me that people just like, oh, okay, you know, shrug it off. Well, I think the same thing can happen in the financial world. For you, the investor, the people we're talking to, how do you tell the difference between an actual financial advice and what the talking heads are talking about in the media? You go on the internet and you see a tagline because i'm, I'm going to tell you a story walter somebody just came in the office and, and this is what they were going through they went on the internet and they seen a tagline about how to grow how to guarantee seven percent return a year on your investments would that would that get your attention yeah definitely ears yeah. perked up mm-hmm. yeah well you know you click on the link only to find out some sort of advertisement to design you for number one either you call them or you buy a newsletter and at first glance, you know, 7% return makes all kinds of, uh, it turns all kinds of heads. But do a little bit of investigation. You may find there are several, what I call devil in the details. When I sit down with this person, I was telling him, you know, that money you cannot walk away with. It's an income benefit, which may work in circumstances, but it's not what it's made out to be. You can read all types of articles. You can visit all types of websites. You can read about every investment out there. You can learn some good points, maybe pick up a few deal, a few ideas. But the problem is, how do you know they work for you in your own particular situation? You become desensitized over time to trust anybody. We hear, you know, the Bernie Madoffs and everything out there in the world. How do you overcome this? This is very simple and easy answer. You get involved in your own retirement process. You sit down with an advisor and you need to work together. At the end of your meeting, you should have a clear direction whether or not you are on track. At the end of the meeting, you should have that. When I sit down with the person for the first time, my goal is to find out if their goals are reasonable. I can tell 
um, everyone that comes in my office after the first meeting if we're in the ballpark in order for them to achieve their goals and, and um, objectives, what they're trying to do. And that should be the first step. Sit down, figure this out, go forward and get involved in your own planning and do some research, get education, and all those things will help you in the end. I think that's very important is uh, just make sure you're getting your opinions from a variety of sources and not just uh, getting desensitized to everything because that definitely definitely happens and it creeps up on you over time you it don't does. notice it you know it well it's up. like the, the take the mass shootings as an example i mean yeah. awful awful and now you hear about a couple of people shot and it's like okay well it wasn't 30 40 50 i mean that's terrible that it is that that slips on us like that and becomes so desensitizing this is that white noise we talk about all the time right yep. it just it's yep. always there it's always in the back of your mind it's always prodding you Yep, it's absolutely uh, something to be aware of. Obviously, the the circumstances aren't as dire when it comes to planning for retirement as we're talking about some of these gun safety things, but the principles are still there. And uh, and, and to you as an individual, what you're going through, they can have grand impact. All right, last but not least, one more comparison to make here, Kevin. And this kind of goes back to you're talking about keeping ammunition separately from your guns. If you're buying a gun, you definitely need a safe got to keep your guns in a safe why is that the case and um and what's the financial relevance there sure do you think i have a gun safe walter i would say yes you seem I like do. a responsible gun owner. <laughs> I, I do and there's a reason i have it is because when i first purchased the guns you know i wanted to keep the guns away from children you know children are always you know curious about things and intruders if they come in i want to make it a little more difficult for them to steal my guns i'm sure they can still get at it. but how does this correlate well, money that you cannot afford to lose, that money needs to be locked away, locked away also. I talked to a young lady, and I reference her often. Her name's Tiffany. She's, I would say, in her late 30s now, but she's well on her way to financial success. You know, she takes care of her mother. She's involved with her family. She's an overall great person. But her family is not so good at saving money, and she has a really good job. So when somebody asks her to borrow money, do you know what her response is, uh, Walter, it's a, it's, a great, it's a great response. She tells him that her money's in jail and there's no bond. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that. I like that. I like that too. So she had investments. She has investments, I should say, earmarked for different goals. Money in the bank was for emergency money. The only reason she was going to take that money out of that account if there was an actual emergency. She didn't dip into it to buy a couch, a chair, you know, car, whatever it was. It was just set aside for emergencies. She had money sitting in her 401k, and that was for retirement. And she has a plan, and she's sticking to it. She's you know, she's a younger person, so she has a plan for growth. She needs to get to retirement. If you're nearing retirement, do you really want your investments in growth if you need income? What is your shortfall? What do I mean by your shortfall? You have 3000 a month coming in between pensions and Social Security, but you need 4000 That's your shortfall. So next, let's figure out how you're going to solve for that shortfall. What do I mean by that? What investments are going to fill that need? What investments are you going to set aside, lock away, you know, not going to touch because it's going to provide the income that you're going to need for this next 20 or 30 years? Now, this isn't a sales pitch. If you have a monthly income shortfall, this has to be figured out by someone, whether it's a friend, a relative, an advisor, a neighbor, it doesn't matter. You have to address this. This is where some people get in trouble. 
Don't let that be you. And the answer is simple. Sit down. Find out what your shortfall is. Find out how do you take in your investments that you've saved up until this point, and how do you turn it into an income stream that's going to last you the next 30, 40 years? How is it going to give you the confidence going into retirement so when we have a pandemic like we just did we're going through, that it doesn't affect your income stream? And I think that's what most people are missing in their plan. They don't understand it. They get this big... 20, 30, 50, 60 page report, and it's all this jargon, all this financial jargon, and it's very, very confusing. When we sit down with people, we do that simplicity report, and it's a simple three page report. It's going to give you your retirement number, it's going to give you how I come up with the ideas to fill that income shortage, and you will understand it. So, if that's you, you're getting close to retirement, you're, you're in retirement, and you simply don't know if you're on track. It's as easy as one, two, three. Pick up the phone, number one, give us a call. Number two, the sensational Stacy will call you back. We have uh, Stacy calling people back here now, Walter. And number three, come into the office. It's that easy. So don't procrastinate. Don't let this thing sneak up on you. And don't let it, um, at the last minute, deter you from retiring. Is that sensational Stacy? That's sensational, Stacy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, we always have to have a little nickname for uh, for people that you know become regulars on the show. So we do, we so, do. Yes, that sounds like sensational, <laughs> Stacy will be becoming that now. So, yes. yeah, give a call. It's easy to get in touch, uh, even if you don't have you know your statements pulled together and all your ducks in a row at this exact moment. That is perfectly fine. Often, the initial phone call is just because somebody has finally you know it's probably been on your mind for a while. You know, what do I need to do to you know better plan for retirement? How can I make it through the ups and downs of the stock market and still retire successfully. Maybe it's just as simple as I know I want to retire. I just don't know when I can. What What's the proper date? Those are the kinds of questions people are often asking themselves, and they just don't know how to achieve the answer to those questions. But that's what a proper plan can do. And so if you've asked yourself those questions recently and you want to get some answers, reach out now and just start the conversation with Kevin. Again, you're not answering every question on your mind today, but you're beginning the conversation. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call. Kevin's local with an office in Pinconning and in Saginaw as well, so it's easy to get in touch and say hello. Come in and have a conversation. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Stay with us. After a while, all that financial noise seems to run together. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the, anyone, anyone? It's time for a fresh perspective. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Rolling along here on Simply Financial today, it's time for Did You See This? An occasional segment that we like to bring to you here on the show where we bring you an odd piece of news from the world of business, personal finance, investing or estate planning, something in that realm. Kevin, uh, today's Did You See This? It's so expensive to buy the new iPhone in India that someone living there would actually spend less money to get this, fly to Dubai, buy the iPhone there, and then fly home. (laughs) Average retail price in India is about $1,600, but believe it or not, only $113 in Dubai. And you get a free vacation, uh, you know, kind of a vacation out of it, too. Well, maybe. let's. Let, how much does tickets cost for us to get to Dubai? That's a pretty cheap iPhone for us. Uh, yeah, it might be. I don't know. 
I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to research that. Can we get? Can we get through with the coronavirus restrictions right now? Even I don't know. I don't know, but you know, maybe maybe we need to go there and see Dubai and buy a, a really good iPhone. I'm going to look it up. Let's see. Flight from Detroit to Dubai looks like uh, about a thousand bucks. So, and that's probably one way. So, yeah, you know, but that's pretty pretty close to buying an iPhone here. Then I mean, so so maybe spend the same amount. You get you get, but you get a trip out of it. But you get a trip out of it. Not not a bad deal, really. Uh, oh, actually, I take it back. Uh, on on one of those tra- discount travel sites, it's reporting the average price of a round trip from Detroit to Dubai would be about a thousand bucks. So, throw in the hundred dollars for the iPhone, iPhone, and there you go. It's still cheaper. Yeah, that'd actually be pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll help out the airlines. We'll help out the energy the companies. Airlines need the help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So you know, the Exxon needs the help right now. You know, all the fuel. We can do a lot of good stuff with this. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. What a difference! That's uh, incredible, isn't it? One hundred thirteen to sixteen hundred in India. Amazing. I, I would have never even thought that. So uh, yeah, I would never have even thought like. Uh, even if I'd seen the price difference, I don't even know if I would have made the connection of of how you could save money by flying and going and getting it there, you know, because you would just assume that that wouldn't be an economical solution. But sure enough, it almost is. Do we know what the flight is from India to Dubai? It's got to be less than from here to Dubai, I would Yeah, imagine, I would think right? so. Yeah, yeah. So, that's, that's funny. Yeah, maybe it depends on what airport in India you're flying out of. If it's one of the bigger hubs, probably a little easier, but uh, amazing. Uh, All right, well, that's Did You See This? Odd news from the world of business and finance. Back with more right here on Simply Financial in just a moment. Stay tuned. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. And this is a fun question for you, Kevin. Since baseball season just wrapped up recently, kind of inspired this one. If you were a baseball player, you know how they play a, a walk-up song when players go to the plate to, to yep, hit? Yep, yep, like Wild Thing, right? Yeah, what what would your walk-up song be? Ooh, now I love baseball when I was in school, Walter, and I was pretty good at it. And uh, what, I remember... What position did you play? I played left field. Okay. I, I, I could throw the ball all the way to home plate without touching the ground. Better than right field, hit. right? Yeah. <laughs> I was a pretty good hitter. And I remember we played double headers. And the first, uh, the first uh, game I normally uh, started, and then sometimes in the second game, they rotate us a little bit. Most of the times I started there too, but I think the song that I come up with was Put Me In Coach. You know, because I, I remember... This is this is coming back to me as we're talking. It's I remember like sitting a super, on the bench. Like exciting song though. Yeah, but but you know, put, I'm like sitting on the bench. Put me in, coach. Put me in. You know, I kept. I remember saying that. You know, this is a long time ago. I now. feel like that yeah, would get so. a lot of laughs when you, if you played that as your walk-up yeah, song yeah. in the major in the major leagues or something. Yeah, yeah. Put me in, coach. Yeah. I'm ready to play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's appropriate. It works. It works well. You're getting put in, so that's too funny. Yeah. The only one that comes to mind is Charlie Sheen. Remember when he was Wild Thing? The wild uh, thing, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a good one too. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I would be one of the. I would. I would be a rotation. I would always put in something different and new, rather than the same song every time. So, I'd always. I would probably be that player that would be sending the sending the sound guy. Here's my here's my three songs for the next game to play, and you know, just trying to mix it up, maybe being clever with the selections and that kind of thing. I'd be trying to come up with different things that depended on what city we were playing in or who we were playing against, maybe or something like that. So. Yeah, that's a good idea. You could always mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Now, so I, I used to run, uh, I used to do PA and um, and run the soundboard and the walk-up music. 
for women's softball for several years when I was in college. And so I got a lot of experience actually being the guy that plays the walk-up songs for the players. And uh, let me say, they are very picky about their walk-up songs. <laughs> and if, if you don't cue it up at the right spot or play it at the right volume or, you know, like they love their walk-up songs. And so you, uh, you would get some evil stares from the players if you mess their, uh, <laughs> their walk-up song from time to time. Messes up their mojo and their, and their superstition, right? So exactly. They, they won't get a hit. I, yeah. I could start to tell after just a couple of games – certain players would not step into the batter's box until a certain part of the song. Or they would stick one foot in the batter's box, but then you could tell they were waiting for a certain part of the song to then bring their rhythm into the box and be ready for the delivery. So I always thought that was very interesting, just how like uh, dependent they were on, on that song to their routine. Very interesting. <laughs> very funny. Yeah, and very funny too. So yeah. in any event, uh, very good. Uh, if you're a baseball player, Wild Thing or Put Me In Coach would be Kevin's Walk. Put Me In Coach. Yeah, just we'll rotate between the two. Be now, for those of you listeners out there, if that rings in your head all day long, you can you can blame me. That's right. That's right. Put Me In Coach. <laughs> I'm ready yeah, to play. I'm ready to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's an easy song to get stuck in your head too. It is, it is. More coming up. We'll get back to the financial talk coming up next right here on Simply Financial. Stay with us. What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent. Well, that's what we thought. Rocking and rolling today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. Check out insightfolios.com and click on the listen button to ask questions or listen to past episodes of the show and find out much more info as well. That's all at insightfolios.com. Kevin has more than three decades of experience in the financial landscape and has co-authored the book Navigating Through Retirement, which you can pick up a copy as well as lots of other great planning resources and elements in the Retirement Rescue Toolkit that Kevin offers from time to time here on the show. Kevin, what do you think about giving away a few toolkits on the program today? I think that uh, we would be happy to do so. Okay, very cool. And so this toolkit, if, for those of you who are new to the show, uh, is a physical box that Kevin's going to send you packed with goodies. And here's the thing. It's free. We're going to give these away to you. And they're really good for anybody who's maybe worrying about retirement or maybe needs some help taking those first steps or just wants to dip your toe in the retirement planning waters. And I'll tell you how you can get the toolkit in a second. But Kevin, what, what's going into the toolkit these days? Well, we're going to put that book in there, like you said, navigating through retirement. We're going to have a lot of tax information in there. And how do you plan for retirement? And how do you keep more than and give less to Uncle Sam? That's always the overall benefit. You're going to have another book in there called Rethink, Replan, Retire. We're going to get into the actual planning process, how we do it, what's the thought process behind it, how we fix the income shortfalls, all those things we talk about every every uh, week. And also, I'm going to put a couple of white papers in there, what we can do on taxes right now. That may change next week after the election. We don't know. And along with a few other goodies from the office. And all you have to do is text the word KIT to 33222. And we will walk it over to the post office in Pinkining on Monday and look for a physical white box and you will get it in a day or two. It's that easy. All you have to do is text the word KIT, K-I-T. Put that in the message and send it to the number 33222. Just text the word KIT to the number 33222. 
888-900-2222. All right, Kevin, I wanted to talk about, you know, we often cover mistakes here on the show, how to avoid them or fix them if you've already committed mistakes when they come uh, when it comes to financial and retirement planning. But I want to spend some time specifically focusing on the mistakes that we see couples make when it comes to planning for retirement. So if you are a couple, listen to today's show, or in a couple, I suppose, uh, this is going to be big for you. One mistake we often see, Kevin, is folks who make the wrong choice on how to handle the spousal benefit option on a pension. Uh, this is where a lot of people get kind of clouded in, in what's the right choice to make. Well, there's a lot of choices, as we know, Walter. And once you make that decision, there's typically no going back. So let's look at some of the options and maybe clarify it a little bit. So the first one that people typically will see is what's called a life, you know, life option. What that means is if you take a payment, and why would people consider this? Let's let's back up a little bit. Because typically the payment is going to be higher. Your retirement monthly income, if you take the life only option, is going to be higher. So that's the pro. What's the con? Well, if you receive one payment and you die, then the payment stops, nobody uh, goes with it. Then you have the lump sum option, lump sum. Well, in, instead of taking a monthly income as a pension, you get a lump sum and you can invest it and do what you want. So what's the pro to that? Well, the lump sum option says if you take it, you are in control now and you can invest it anywhere you want. And if you die, it would go to your beneficiaries. And if invested properly, whatever is left here would go to your beneficiaries. So that's an option that more and more companies are, are offering. Then you have something called the pre-62, especially if you're a General Motors employee or maybe a Dow employee. It'll give you a higher benefit if you're under age 62. When it gets 62, they're going to change the benefit. Then you have partial lump sum. They'll give you a lump sum partially in a smaller pension. 10 years certain in life. It's a lot of stuff I just went through, isn't it? Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> so so no wonder everybody's getting confused, right? Say what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how do you determine? You don't want to make the wrong choice in here because like I said, once you pick that, you typically can't go back. It starts by sitting down and looking at all the options. If you look for General Motors, for example, they'll give you a very detailed sheet of each option, what it entails, your Dow Chemical or the people we see all the time. So the first step is, so you don't make that wrong decision, is get your options from the company you're working with. And if you don't understand them, come on in and we'll help you do it. We'll help you go through those so you do understand because you don't want to make the wrong mistake. I can tell you one client who or a person I met who actually took the life option. And let me let me tell you why. His grandfather, his grandfather, his grandfather all lived until their late 90s. So his thinking was, I'm going to do it too. So he didn't put his wife on. He took the life-only option. And a few years later, he passed in an accident. And his wife never got any of that uh, pension. So don't let that mistake be you. Make sure you understand how all those things work and plan for it. Yeah, it's a huge one. I, I think it's just such a uh, it's an it's a critical decision uh, because this is one that you're Very. making for the family. Uh, yeah, really, really important. Last but not least, Kevin, not managing risk in a way that both spouses are comfortable with, and sometimes if you have this happen with one spouse, the result is that they're nervous all the time. You know, if if, if you're not both comfortable with the level of risk you're taking, there, there's got to be some compromise, I think, when it comes to, even if you're a little bit different in how you approach that level of risk that you're comfortable with, there's got to be some compromise in the couple because, again, it's not so much the financial side as this emotional, social side of the equation can kind of mess up the beginning of your retirement. Well, I can tell you generally, um, which way do you think, Walter? Let's, let's have a little fun with this. Um, Let's say that uh, you and Connie come into the office, and is Connie more conservative than you? 
I think what uh, what you're getting at in terms of like uh, would she be less risky? I think yes, yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. And that's overall what we see here. So that can that's what most couples are going to face. So how do you and uh, Connie handle that? Well, we'd, I try to just talk about it and uh, you know just just be open and honest with it. And if she feels uncomfortable with something, I try to give her as much room and opportunity to say, "No, I don't like that direction," or "I'm uncomfortable with this." But often she will just say, "I trust you." You know, I trust decisions that you're that you're making and leading that side of the family as well. Yeah. So, so there's, there's, there's compromise. trust built in. There's compromise, but there's also trust. Yeah. yeah. But you're, but you're basing that you're getting educated along the way. Right. So this this is the key point of it. Now, if this is your second marriage, we really see this take uh, center stage. So you have to sit down. You have to put a plan together. That's the first step. Then, Walter, I'm giving you and kind of some advice here. Okay. Determine how much risk you need to get you to retirement because you're a youngster. But if you're in getting close to retirement, only through retirement also. Once you know your retirement number, the average rate of return you need to earn on your investments to get you to and through retirement, that should point to you how much risk you need to take. So let me give you an example. You need to average 3% a year on your investments for the next 30 years for you not to run out of money. That should give you a, a really good feeling. That says, I don't have to take a lot of risk. I can get 3% you know, in, a C, in an annuity today if I want. I get a five-year annuity at 3.85% today. But on the other hand, if you sit down and you run through the plan and you say, I need to average 10% a year going forward to get me to retirement, you know you have to take risk. And it has to involve stocks and, and maybe some bonds in there because you have to ha average in a bigger rate of return. So that should give you some direction. That's the first step. Then how do you invest once you're in retirement to receive the monthly income that's going to last you the rest of your life? That is the secret sauce right there. That has to be figured out. Don't go into retirement without knowing the answer to that question. You have to know, how do I get monthly income that's going to last the rest of my life? And it could be various investments. There's not one investment that we use for everybody that comes in the office. It's all different depending on your individual needs. So if that's you, sit down, take the time, get involved, get some education, and understand the plan that's put in front of you and understand how that's gonna generate the income. So when we have another pandemic, you have peace of mind. Hugely important, hugely important to make sure that you're communicating and uh, if you are, uh, if you're a couple, it's made it all the way to retirement and you know the importance of communication. So just don't lose sight of it when you finally get to this point in life and communicate on all these different things, coordinate your strategies, leverage those opportunities. It's so helpful and important. Uh, so if you have any trouble sometimes making that happen, which is totally fine to admit, right, Kevin? I mean, some couples have trouble talking about money and sorting through these things. Maybe it's the, I think there's sometimes where I might try to explain something to Connie, and then I just realize that, like, although I have it internalized and the idea makes sense in my head, I have trouble explaining it maybe to her, or the idea behind it, or I can't articulate it in the way that I want to. So in cases like that, I can just see the benefit of working with somebody like you. I'm sure you do this all the time with couples where it's more so you're just helping be that conduit of communication between them, helping them both sides understand, helping me understand what I'm trying to say and helping Connie, you know, understand maybe what I'm trying to communicate to her. If that makes sense? It, it makes perfect sense because we do that every day in my office, you know, and then we bring, bring the two together and we show you how 
each side can be worked into your own plan most times, most cases, and then you can go forth. And then that, that seems to relieve a lot of stress that you're talking about. We've all been there where we have it all sorted out in our heads, and when we go to explain it to somebody else, it doesn't come out right. So yes. Sometimes. <laughs> we, we infer a lot, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Sometimes it's helpful to have somebody else spell it out in easier-to-understand ways, and that's just part of the planning that uh, Kevin and the team does at Insight Folios. So if you want to come in, meet with Kevin, talk to him over the phone initially, just go through some of the items in your plan, some of the things that you're thinking about, what are your retirement goals, how do you get there, how do you get from point A to point B, how do you make sure it's all going to last through retirement as well? These are all parts of the conversations that you have with Kevin when he puts together that full comprehensive financial and retirement plan for you. But it all starts with a simple phone call. You can get in touch by dialing 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. And uh, give a call. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick note. Kevin will be sure to follow up with you. The stupendous Stacy. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll mix up the... Uh, the adjectives a little bit. There you um, go. Stacy, till we settle on one. But uh, we'll get back in touch with you and be able to follow up, set you up with that time to chat with Kevin. So it's an easy process to go through. You can tap into Kevin's three decades of financial planning experience all by calling that number. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on this week's show. Really enjoyed the conversation with you. And uh, we'll look forward to another great show next week. We'll talk then, Walter. Stay safe. You got it. Uh, We'll appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you again on the next episode. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on Simply Financial next week. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.